Hey homies, welcome back to another episode of Uncommon Queens Podcast. I'm Lauren Page. You may not remember me. It's because it's been over a month since my last episode, which is kind of funny because I was celebrating that I did have a podcast. I've been doing it for a year last year more consistently than others um but we're here and y'all I'm like the beginning of 2021 like everyone was like yay like we're not in 2020 anymore but it just like literally kicked me in the butt or I let it kick me in the butt and there's been a lot of transitions as I'm sure with you and just a lot of deep reflection which I'm sure you're also going through and I just there's just so many reasons why I've been missing because I just didn't want you to hear it in my voice and just kind of put it all on you unnecessarily and just hear how confused and honestly how sad I was and sometimes still am and um, I just wanted to allow you to not have to deal with that so and also I've been kind of learning and I heard someone else say this of just how to kind of keep parts of what God is showing me or what I'm struggling with between him and I so not to be like reckless with the platform or your hearts or just put nonsense out there because there's enough nonsense out there in the world in general and we just just felt like we didn't need more you know for the sake of just trying to be authentic um but I always kind of have a hard time if you know me in person if you know me probably from this podcast already you know that I don't have a hard time holding back or faking things or saying something that's like not plaguing my mind and so I've just been learning about how to lean on the Holy Spirit and cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit of when it's time to share and what's the best best way to do that so that I don't kind of end up backfiring on myself or just say something prematurely. So that's kind of been going on, the update kind of with myself. But, you know, I still have those moments of confusion, like I said, but I think last, no, not last week, but time. What is time these days? Um, Not too long ago, I felt like the Holy Spirit has been depositing an idea in my mind and that hasn't happened in a in a while because honestly guys probably you know maybe some similar to you like my relationship with God has been to be honest kind of like kind of shaky not as consistent and like very on fire as I was last year with this podcast and I just think that for one it's not you know it's not him it's me of not getting distracted by social media my own thoughts my own feelings you know my comfortable you know little comfort zone and my just all these things and not being as consistent or disciplined with like making time for him and making and and inviting him in and I think that's something that is important to say is like you know we're always like make time for God make time for God like but I've just heard recently of just like invite him in like invite him into this space he 
sits closer than a brother, like invite him into the things and the spaces and the areas, whether it's in your car, whether it's walking, whether it's you want to curse someone out on an email, like invite him into that space and that's holy and that's sacred. And that's when I think the true growth because we can always be like oh set aside time in the morning or the evening or the afternoon or when you have time and open up your bible but like the really the things that you glean from the bible are really put into effect when you invite him in day to day and I think those types of things of like the day to day the mundane has really been something that a process that I'm trying to get my head around of just like the beauty and the holiness and the growth in the mundane and um yeah I just kind of that's been something it's it's been going on in my head but when the Holy Spirit deposited this idea in my mind it kind of was talking about the post grad period of time the challenging which has been so challenging for me and I know not even just for me not but my friends those around me people I've seen on social media just everyone that is kind of in their 20s kind of being like what the heck they didn't teach me this in college or you know my parents didn't tell me fully what this was going to be like or that it's just kind of it's cool and fun and woohoo no school but then it's just like oh like I I have things oh oh you want me to say things um so that has kind of been what has consumed my thoughts and my conversations with people sadly sorry everyone um but this is a chance to kind of fuel what I've been thinking and feeling and all the things in a way that I can share my thoughts in a semi-healthy manner and kind of make whoever is in this period of time not feel alone and I know that this you know hopefully series may not be for everyone may not be for all you know ages but I think honestly there's something that anyone can can glean from this time period especially as I get into like a book that I just started reading and so I hope you stick around because I just feel like it's easy to feel so alone in this time because as I said like no one truly talks about how lonely it can be because everyone's like it's your 20s like you just graduated or like you just are here and you can be fun and reckless and you know but be responsible like there's all these things of we should be this or we should be that and no you can be where you are and that be okay and just this the tug of war of that it can be okay and I think everyone's like you should be having the time that you're young or like demeaning you because you're young um so if you want to subscribe and be here for this series or tell your friends to subscribe that are in kind of the same period of life and the same kind of thought process, I've, I have missed putting podcast episodes out here in this season of life. I'm not promising consistent uploads at all. I don't want to get your hopes up and done what I've done in the past, you know, learn from the past. And But I, what I hope to accomplish is to put at least one episode a month maybe two if I'm feeling myself, but I'm not going to promise it's what specific time period, if it's going to be the second week of the month or the second Thursday of the month. I can't promise that, and I think I'd be doing myself a disservice again if I if I tried to do that. 
but um, I had a life coach for the past like two to three-ish months, and she really encouraged me. She's the best. Alexis Teichmiller, go, this is not, she didn't ask me to do this, but (laughs) go follow Alexis. She is so amazing, and she has a podcast called Deeper Life, which there is an episode that I love that kind of talks about reflecting on your your where you grew up and your past and let me see if I can pull it up real quick but yes definitely go follow Alexis her podcast is called Deeper Life go follow her on Instagram her last name is spelled T-E-I-C-H-M-I-L-L-E-R and Alexis is spelled A-L-E-X-I-S and she just has so many things about forgiving yourself you kind of need that big sister approach she is there for you and I can't find and I'm like having trouble figuring out where all of the episodes are I will find it for you and then tell you what it is the the podcast episode is so anywho she told me that you know maybe since I didn't want to completely put it off to months from now or next year who knows when I wanted to keep being creative exercising this part of my brain keep doing something that I love and that I feel just the best in and like was kind of formulated for me or I was formulated for it so I just want to set your expectations now and keeping myself accountable and um, let's get into it. So I guess kind of starting on my journey into post-grad life, um, I was already looking for jobs in the summer of my senior semester, my last semester of my senior year. And um, I was just so hype. I was just so excited to get this job and not deal with school anymore because just school has been, has always been hard for me socially, academically. But of course, I loved my time at Belmont. I made some great friends in the classroom, outside of the classroom, um, at church. I just, it was a very redeeming time period from middle school and high school that I ha- that I dealt with. It was a very redeeming period and a very like God can do all things and create something out of nothing. And so I loved being at Belmont, but of course I was excited for this next chapter. And so coming out of college, I thought I would have this great job, you know, put was so excited for that, you know, Instagram post or that LinkedIn post of where I was telling people that I was going and just, you know, looking like, yes, I have it together. And part of me thinks that was like proving to people that like, I'm good, like, I'm good, I'm good mentally, I'm good career-wise, I know what I'm doing. And honestly, y'all, I think I mentioned this in my episode with Jasmine, try to... I can't say that because it's a learning period and I can't be like, just try to distance yourself from that expectation or like, don't, you know, look at people's Instagram or LinkedIn. But like, obviously, we're going to be on there 
Um, but you know, if God's calling you to, or if you feel in your heart, you're, you don't need to be on Instagram or LinkedIn, um, constantly on it, then, you know, that's your prerogative. And I think depending on your, who you are and what's going on, like that could be the best thing for you coming back on. But yeah, I just think that don't harp on the title of the first one and also I feel like people who say they got their dream job end up being like what the heck this is not what I thought this is not the company that I want to be with etc but just honestly I would just say like don't focus on the title because you are not a title first off and it's a learning experience and I think us getting into just being okay with the process of building, of growing, of cultivating is hard and it's it's holy work, but it's hard. And that's something that I've been kind of tugging with and trying to figure out what that means day to day and how that is practical. But yes, try not to really get stuck with the job, the company, the, the post and just be like, okay, where can I learn? Where can I grow? Okay, but going back to that, that'll probably come more so later in in a later episode. But yeah, I was just so excited to get this job with the company or brand and kind of just start this new adult life and kind of take everything that and just this energy that I had and this freedom that I had to the outside world and you know build off of that and thrive in that and do and feel this way and be who God called me to be and just keep going and I just also felt like this immense you know gratitude but also like disbelief like oh my gosh I actually graduated like I actually did it like we are here, you know, after taking a semester off, like I did it. And of course there were, I must admit, you know, through this in there of like, oh, I didn't graduate on time. But guys, like if you need time off, don't be afraid. Like, of course, not everyone can logistically, financially, you know, the parents, whatever. But like, don't be ashamed if you need time off. And I was for a good while but at the same time I had to remind myself that it was the best thing that I could have done and it and it actually made me a better student a better friend better like believing in myself like it actually made me better and I think that's something that honestly like our education system if you want to go to college like needs to think about of like championing the gap year or championing whenever time you want to take off and so yeah, I just had to throw that in there. If you took time off or you're taking time off, good for you. I feel like depending how you steward it, if you steward it really well, it can give you double portion back and it can actually be the be what makes you better in your career and your relationships and your confidence and your relationship with God, everything. So I also wanted to say like, this, I can't lie that this podcast series or whatever is not, you know, I can't, (laughs) my words, I can't not acknowledge 
the hurt and the grief that graduates that have graduated in the pandemic have um, endured. And I see you and my heart goes out to you and I'll enable be able to fully understand or fully speak to what y'all went through but and nothing turned out the way that you planned and that's okay and you can grieve that still no matter if it's a year no matter if it's a couple months from when you graduated like you can be okay like nothing turned out how you wanted it to and what I'm learning is that like even if you didn't graduate in a pandemic like nothing really turns out the way you want it to anyways and I think coming away from from you know really being in quarantine in this pandemic because you know pandemic's not really over but coming away from being in quarantine and really being locked down and things not opening up I think is just like nothing as everyone knows like nothing is certain and but I don't want to downgrade the fact that this period of time really sucked that it didn't that you didn't weren't able to be in person and with your friends and experience it kind of how you know standard or procedural that it goes so yeah I just want to throw that in there that um I'm with you and it's 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 a it's a process and it's not a fun process but I hope that this you can get something from it and you cannot feel alone even if you don't you know get all the life lessons I'm not you know freaking Oprah or God so (laughs) I love that I included both of those in the same sentence um Oprah is not God by the way um but you know just as wise as Oprah you know but um yeah I think I just want people to not feel alone and kind of just feel seen even if it's in like 30 40 minute podcast episode because I know that helps me and so my journey a lot of things fell through. A lot of job opportunities fell through. Like a couple of days before I was graduating, I found out that I didn't get a job and the people from the company didn't even tell me. I had to find out like through an online portal thing. And so, and I was just so excited to tell people that I was going here and I was doing this, blah, blah, blah. And so I had to go, you know, back, back home back with my parents I thought it was temporary and then you know trying to still find jobs getting close into the interview process not getting jobs getting burnt out honestly with the job process and I don't think that it's uncommon to get burnt out because it's hard there's so many layers to it and I don't think that it's necessarily, it's necessarily like talked about in this way of just like, it's a job looking for a job. And I saw a LinkedIn article. I wish I had the link to it so I can put it in the description. But I think my mom may have sent it to me as well. But I saw it and it was basically like how you have to kind of make finding a job a job and like set boundaries for yourself set hours because it takes a toll on your mind and your body and your emotions and maybe not look for jobs on the weekends or if that's the only time you can look for jobs make the weekends just that time or three days a week you look for a job you know whatever that is for you and whatever that looks like for you and whatever is good for your schedule and your lifestyle 
make it happen because like you can get burnt out because you're trying you feel like you're trying to prove yourself you're trying to prove you're enough you're trying to prove that you have the skills and are talented and like look at me but at the same time it's like I had to it it wasn't immediate and it's still not totally innate for me to separate myself or dissociate the fact that like you can't necessarily get all of Lauren in a one to two page resume and you can't get you in a one to two page resume and we were never created to be like fully summed up on a one to two page piece of paper and even in an interview like just even in interview questions like you can never full they can never fully see and experience all of your goodness in that interview and of course we want to put that best foot forward and be be all of it and be all of it for everyone but that like we can't be everything for everyone we can't be enough on that one day that one interview those couple interviews and it takes a toll and I think that boundaries are so important and we don't talk about it in finding a job because we're just like hustle culture go 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 grind 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 oh I don't have a job oh it's time is ticking away I don't have a job oh my gosh they got a job but I don't but they haven't heard from this company and they didn't they kind of ghosted me and I haven't heard from them I tried to follow up I sent that thank you letter I sent that thank you note blah blah blah. and you just kind of go into this tail spin spiral and I think I, I've been thinking a lot about my my podcast episode early, or maybe I posted it um, like kind of a year ago, but like my working while waiting podcast episode, which truth be told, I need to listen to that again. It's kind of been on my mind, but you know, you this period of time of waiting for a job can be, it's God is preparing you for it and he's putting skills in you you can cultivate skills in you now to be your full self at that job to bring just this life to that job and I think that's something that I'm navigating of like oh I'm waiting for this moment to fully click or whatever that is but like right now is so is good and is valuable and God didn't put me in this season just to just put me in this season. And even though I'm like, is this God? Like, why am I here? Why am I continuing to be here stuck and blah, blah, blah. But just knowing that waiting is so good for the soul and builds strength and builds character and builds integrity and builds habits and um, all those things. And so... I kind of, that's what I want to get across of just like, try not to, to just exhaust yourself completely. Sorry, it was kind of adjusting my position, but yeah, I just, I thought that was something that I needed to mention. And like I said, I don't have all the answers and it's it's hard to really take, you know, fully what everything you say to heart, you know, but that's what I thought I'd say. And also in being home and on the notion of uncertainty or things not looking how you thought they would, I was at home. And um, I won't get into many details. People that know me already probably know what that means to me. Um, But being back 
in Atlanta wasn't in the picture, wasn't something I wanted to do, so it's something that was on the top of my priority list or the top of my dream and bucket list coming back here. And I think I was under the impression that, you know, a lot of people loved their hometown and like loved coming back and everyone had hometown friends and, you know, were just so la-di-da and everyone was so happy with their hometown and was reflecting on the way they grew up and they actually loved it and all these things and had just such a great feeling going back home, even in like on breaks and like that kind of wasn't me. Like, I create my, I created great memories with my family. Don't get me wrong, and I'm deeply grateful for that because even if I didn't have um, great memories with friends, I had great memories with my family, and I'm so, I'm so blessed with that. And sometimes I think I take, I do think I sometimes take that for granted because you know, um, just not feeling at home in a place is very very uh paralyzing and it can be sad at times but having those memories of my family um supersedes a lot of that and it doesn't negate how I how I felt in my experience but I think God having me have laughs and and little memories with them and big memories with them it just made it (laughs) bearable shall I say and just the little joys are so important but anyways Coming back home, it was kind of, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but it was kind of like helpful for me to see a lot, so many people go back home and so many people see their experiences coming back home and really see that, oh, not everyone actually loves their hometown. Like, oh, not actually everyone has you know, great memories or, you know, people have stories of being bullied and seeing their bully as they're walking down and trying to do their quarantine walk, like, and just kind of being re-triggered and trying to act like they're fine and they're okay because they don't want them to know that they're secretly, like, so still insecure about what they've done. Like, it was just so helpful to, for me to be like, oh, okay, like, not everyone is just la-di-da, living their life and being okay with being at home and I think there was this word that kind of was popping up a lot in 2020 of just like regressing oh I'm going backwards or oh I'm in in this context of going home and oh I am going backwards I'm going into old habits I'm going into old mindsets I'm seeing old people that I don't want to see and that's triggering me and this this memory is popping up and why am I here and I'm not good enough and all of these things and honestly I think it, it it's definitely it's definitely a humbling experience um definitely a humbling experience very humbling and puts a lot of things in perspective but I think also there's a gift in that of just you know some people I know probably didn't get to go back home with their parents and have their parents allow them to stay in you know maybe their parents didn't want them to come to come home or weren't able to have them be home or, you know, we're in a different socioeconomic status or they don't have parents. Like, whatever that is, like, 
just being like, oh, at least my parents allow me to come back in. At least they are okay with me being here. And again, that's not negating the feelings, but that's just me like, okay, like, okay, perspective, like taking a step back. Um, and so that's something that I also do want to talk about um, on this series of just like being at home. It's, it's as corny as it is, like knowing that wherever God is, it's home and God is always with us. And so we can operate wherever God is and God can do things through us and in us wherever we are but I think there's this really there's just beauty in slowing down and in being humbled and in being back somewhere because at the same time it can be triggering it can be an opportunity for healing and of confronting those feelings that are easy to run from or to throw on activities or school or whatever other distractions that we normally have. And I think that as things open up, we should be, well, I shouldn't say should, be cognizant of the language of going back, quote unquote. Um, I don't really think God's calling us to go back to anywhere. Like, (laughs) go back to where? Like, we're not called to revert back to something. And this idea of like, oh, I'm regressing because I'm back with my parents. Like, no, there's, there's opportunity. There's opportunity there, even in the smallest way. And I would say to this, of the language of going back, like, there's so many things that you have learned, that you have journaled about, that you have created and painted and whatever and in the sacred um hobbies or whatever outlets you've created or the conversations that you've had like keep that keep that look back at it honor that because you can exceed whatever track you were going on not in a way of necessarily like finances but of growth of you of shedding relationships that don't serve you or don't allow you to show up as yourself or don't allow you to truly pour into someone else and for them to hear you and for them to you know honor your gifts and honor what you say and so I think that the language of going back we're not meant to go back we're meant to go from glory to glory and growth to growth and in, of being and of being present to the present season and to the present moment and not always looking to the future but being present and stewarding what's in front of us so that's kind of what's been on my mind as well of just like where, where going back to where going back to the busy lifestyle that everyone on the news media social media like has said like oh we don't want to you know go back to this hustle lifestyle or go back to just distracting ourselves with this that and the other and so, yeah, that's one thing that I'd be, I'd be cognizant of. And also be aware of putting pressure on yourself to, you know, rally and, and grind and look for that job and speed on to the next part of this post-grad, whatever, you know, your family thinks it should be or you thought it should be or what you've been told it should be. Like, be cognizant of that and, and pace yourself. And know that 
this pace uh, that the world feeds us is not, it's not the best. It's not always the best for us. It can be best for a single individual, but it's not always best for all of us because we bring different socioeconomic statuses. We bring certain relationships, certain experiences, certain thoughts, certain personalities. Like not everything is for all of us. So that was my little rant that I needed to go out into the world about where are we going back to. And something that when I learned that when I got a job, I finally got a job towards the end of the of 2020, I quickly learned this aspect that I didn't know necessarily that my friends were actually tending to is and then I heard in like sermons and then it kept coming at me of like um, just because there's an opportunity doesn't mean that it you need to take it or it's a good opportunity for you. It may look like a good opportunity to everyone else, but that doesn't mean it's the opportunity that that's for you and that God has positioned for you for your life because, you know, me included, so me, this is so easy for me is to look at what's in front of me and to make a quick decision and just to be like, yep, yep, I'm going to do this, bye, okay, don't care, don't care what it looks like, don't care about logistics, don't care about what my season looks like or what God, you know, yeah, of course God will stamp approval on this. Like, this is good. Like, this helps people or this blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I think that what I didn't realize is just, oh, I don't have to take every opportunity that is presented to me. And I know and I under- and I realize that that is a place of privilege. And that is, I am, I'm blessed to say that. And at the same time, I think that that can look different for everybody, even in a small way of, I'm not even talking about like corporate jobs, like retail jobs or coffee shop jobs or, or, you know, whatever that job is. If you have options for the coffee shop that you're looking at, don't just take the first one that responds back to you. Yes. Like you can, if you are able to wait, you maybe you know maybe maybe you should maybe you can wait maybe you should wait I can't tell you that but I know that my friends were like oh yeah I don't take every job that just presents itself like I'm picky and if you can be just a tad bit picky I know that I don't mean picky in a way of like job title picky because, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. I mean, where you will get the skills that will grow and that align with what you want to learn and align with where you think you have the opportunity to just better yourself and better yourself career-wise, even personally, and look at company culture and look at... um just the different aspects of where you want to be and where you want or where you want to live or where you see community and where you see God heading you and all the things that you've learned at school or in life and so I think that idea of like oh I don't not every opportunity that presents itself is for me is from God even though it looks like it's a testimony even though it is a good story even though you know all these things and so that's what I've kind of been chewing on recently is just not every opportunity 
It's a good opportunity and is God and is a God opportunity. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And there's a, so much other stuff within my story and my post-grad experience. And it can be very confusing and feel all over the place. And it is messy. It is a messy masterpiece. <laughs> But I just got this book called The Divining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the, Make the Most of Them Now, I think it says. And I heard another podcaster mention this, Kenzie Elizabeth. And I saw it at Target because I wanted to get books and treat myself to a little Target run. And it's an updated edition. This uh, psychologist has worked with uh, 20-somethings 20 20 her whole career. And guys, the introduction of this book, just, just go to any book retailer and read the introduction if you can't buy it and then just meditate on it for a second. Because she just makes us feel so seen, okay? And this is a book not that your parents might recommend. Like, this is a book written for us which is so refreshing it's not like top tips and blah blah no um and this thing stood out to what she said is 21st century 20 somethings wake up with more questions than answers and culturally and psycho psycho <laughs> i can't culturally in psychology this is a radical change most have spent their lives in school, which means that for as long as they can remember, life has been divided into semester-sized chunks. Their days were scheduled, and there were syllabi that spelled out exactly how to get an A or a B. Then somewhere around the age of 20, life opens up and the syllabi are gone, or the age of 23, because you are old for your grade. Yay! Um, there are no more sheets of paper to tell what to do every day. No more grades to let you know where you stand. Meanwhile, the world of work has officially been disrupted, which means that there are more choices, but more confusion too. And, oh, I could say so much about that, but that's kind of what I've been telling, like, a lot of people is, like, our life was charted out for us if you went to college or community college or whatever. If you, you know, went to anything to learn of, like, oh, things were kind of charted out for you. And you kind of know what you needed to hit this goal or what you needed to get this grade or whatever. And that's kind of gone. And you're kind of like, oh, like you mean that I have to chart it out? And that is in very empowering, might I add. But it's also like confusing too of what she said about like where the work world has been disrupted because like we have influencers now we have so many entrepreneurs now so many ways to make income now that it's like oh I don't have to be go to the traditional route but then also the traditional route provides so much stability but like am I supposed to be there like but then I have this connection and it just gets a lot and I love how she kind of disrupts the idea that we that this notion of like, yes, it's the best years yet, like do this, like go with your friends, go on all these trips, blah, blah, blah. And I just love how already I haven't been too deep into it. I think I'm in page 32, 
but it just really spoke to me and just hearing the studies that she has read and um they kind of speak to that it can be the most confusing time of your life not necessarily like everyone's like yes power through like blah 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 but it can be a, a very and she mentions a very lonely time in your life and she said one third will move in any given year leaving resumes and friends scattered about 40 percent will go back home to live with mom or dad in part because of school debt with the college with the average college graduate now owing about thirty thousand dollars Social media may make the 20s look overwhelmingly well-social, but with all the comings and goings related to instability at work, research suggests that our 20s are one of the loneliest times of life. And um, and she said, one time, she said, every day I work with 20-somethings who feel horribly deceived by the idea that their 20s would be the best years of their lives. And this book is not, <laughs> it sounds sad, but I think she's kind of, making it be like oh no it's okay for you to feel very like what the heck is going on and um and she was talking about how people imagine that to do therapy with 20 something is to listen to the adventures and misadventures of carefree people and there is some of that but behind closed doors my clients have unsettling things to say and one of them was I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean like I could swim in any direction but I can't see land so I don't know which way to go I feel like I just keep hooking up and seeing what, what sticks. I didn't know if I'd be crying in the bathroom at work every day. That's what I mean by people thinking that, saying that they love their job and then like crying when they get home, you know? And um, I'm constantly comparing myself to people with much better lives. Tell me something. That's why I'm probably not on my personal Instagram as much. Um, the 20 years are a whole new way of thinking about time. There's this big chunk of time and a whole bunch of stuff needs to happen somehow. So they're talking about, this client said that, you know, I need to fill all this time with these things. I need to learn these things, all these things, blah, blah, And And then this one is like, I feel like I have to go online for attention as proof that I'm desirable about dating. And I can't wait to be liberated from my 20s. You know, the idea of like the, your 30s are the new 20s. Um I better not be doing this at 30. I've definitely thought that in the recent weeks. Um, and then the last one that I circled is, last night I prayed for just one thing in my life to be certain. Um, and I love, the last thing I'll, I'll mention is, it seems everybody wants to be 20-something, except for many 20-somethings themselves. In my office, the author says, 30 is the new 20. It's starting to get a new reaction. God, I hope not. And, um, yeah, and again, it's called The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. Um, she's not a Christian author, but she has so far a lot of things that hit home. And it kind of just brings perspective. I kind of, um, I also caution you, like, it can be, I guess, kind of, I don't want to say triggering. Maybe triggering is the word, but also um, kind of gets you into a spiral so I had to be cognizant that like I could spiral because I'm an overthinker and it could make me spiral and question more um but I think like I said if you know it's just to read the introduction and kind of feel seen by the introduction um I would recommend it and I can't recommend the whole book but I recommend looking at the introduction um and so far she's mentioned some good things I do see I know the podcaster that I got, that I heard this book from, they said that, like, 
it can kind of they felt of course people's opinions differ they felt that it can almost perpetuate hustle culture but at the same time I think it's like what what fits into your life and you can dispose of parts of this book that don't fit into your life or don't fit into your values um she talks about like work is the beginning chapter love um the brain and the body and stuff like that so I thought that I would mention that book because I love sharing what I've been learning from books as I have in the past on this podcast and yeah this is kind of just an update for you and with you and to know that I am still alive I still love podcasting it's just been a very pruning season and a very challenging and humbling and all the things that I mentioned season but I also think at the same time it's going to be the most rewarding and fruitful thing on the other side and let me tell myself that every day but it's really uprooting and up and ripping out the weeds of a lot of mental things emotional spiritual friendship just like uprooting a lot and that is very tiring and figuring out how to sustain myself through that and keep myself like sane (laughs) through that is challenging but I hope that you felt like hey I'm your friend I'm right there alongside of you God is right there alongside of you. This is nothing that he hasn't dealt with his daughters and sons before. And hopefully I will be able to bring on guests. I don't know who those guests are, but hopefully the Holy Spirit will point me to those guests in Jesus' name. And yeah, I think that I don't... It's. It's, re- it's going back and forth with the idea of being authentic to the season of this post-grad life, which spans, you know, however long it is for you, but, and specifically in your 20s, and the the juggle of lessons and, and being real and authentic, but knowing that even though we feel stuck, we're not stuck. And we don't have to be stuck. And even if it's just a small change, it has a big meaning. And I feel like that's what this book is also about. Like, we aren't, this is, aren't stuck. This can mean a lot to us. This time and this pruning and this waiting and this, it can mean something. And not in a way of, like, such a self-helpy way, but just, like, a growth way. And then looking back and being like, oh, that really got me out of this this toxic habit or this or this mindset just like little literally getting into the nitty-gritty of things so yeah I'm just trying to juggle that all those parts of this season and not make it just like oh life sucks bye (laughs) you know um because there are good things and we can have hope and I think that's also one of the things that I've been really going back and forth with is that knowing that this is the this is the season guys that is the core of if you are a believer of what like the basics of faith 
like um I think I was reading in Romans chapter four of just like how he can literally make nothing something out of nothing he can that's like God and that's the basis of our faith of like we can't see like I can't see how I'm gonna do x y and z I can say how I'm gonna you know make a community out of out of this or whatever it is and that's the pillar that's one of the pillars of our faith of not not leaning on what we can see in front of us not leaning on the job options not leaning on the fact that we don't have community not leaning on whatever that is for you not leaning on oh I'm not in the place I want to live you know but God can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can think ask or or like imagine and so just going back to the basics of faith like this season of your 20s is literally the basics of our faith how many times has Lauren said literally take a shot of milk every time I've said literally in this episode so go back um but hopefully actually don't do that because if you're lactose intolerant or dairy can mess up your stomach even if you're not lactose intolerant so sidestep that um, take some shots of Topo Chico or LaCroix. Um, but yeah, I think that just going back to the basis of the faith has been something I've been really challenged about. And, and of course I wasn't going to do a song, but then I was like, and I know this song has been out for a while, but again, I haven't really done consistent podcast episodes. But I've recently been remembering that this song existed out into the world and mentioning it. And so it's Where Do I Fit In by Justin Bieber featuring Toy Kelly and Chandler Moore, people I adore and love their voices. And I just feel like that's beautifully wraps up this topic and this podcast episode of just trying to figure out where do I fit in. Where do I fit in? It's so good, and it has a little meditation. Actually, it features Judah Smith as well, the pastor, because at the end he does a little little meditation moment, and um, it's so good. His voice, guys, uh, Judah's voice. I mean, oh my gosh, it's just like wow. And I recommend that you listen to it at. Oops, I was about to play a song. You listen to it at night as well because it, I feel like it could help you sleep at night. My mom, it got my mom's approval on it as well. So it spans ages, kids, okay? Spans all of the ages. So go listen to it. Amazing. Okay, I have the episode that I mentioned from my life coach Alexis that I mentioned earlier in the podcast um again her podcast episode or her podcast is called deeper life check her out she's gonna put out some amazing things in the future she just revamped and rebranded so good so her and um the episode is number 41 and it is uh called embracing who you are with Riley I can't I'm not going to say his last name because I butcher people's names, but it's so good and I encourage you to listen to it and it really, I probably need to listen to it again because it was that good, but that's all I have for you and 
also, actually I was about to wrap up, but also if you have topics what you want to hear in this series or questions you want my thoughts on, DM me, of course, on, on Instagram <laughs> at Uncommon Queens. And again, guys, I hope this helps you today, tonight, or tomorrow. I'm championing you. I'm believing in you. I'm believing that God has things in store for you and you are not going to be in this place forever. I know it's hard to believe and to receive, but we got this and we're going to come out victors. So talk to you soon. Bye.